0: Neal Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil.
1: All right, Stuby, thank you very, very much. And please do tell the Ace Hardware folks thanks. I would be very grateful if you would do that. Um, in the meanwhile, normally I would do my most asked question of the week right here. I'm going to save it. Um... What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to a call. We, we, uh, we helped uh, Ron from Waco, and I think he's going to post the rest uh, to Facebook, I hope. Uh, he waited a long time, and I was helping him with the tropical uh, spider lily, um, and I'll, I'll do my best. He's in Waco. That also will help him a little bit. Uh, yeah. Um, temperature-wise, I hope, although all of Texas just got blasted 10 days ago. But in, in anyway... I'm going to come back in just a moment. My most asked question of the week is going to be um, how we deal with the cold and a little bit about the uh, pre-emergent schedule. And I'll do that, but I want to I want to do uh, the the feature that I normally would do here. I'm going to convert to Ed's call because he's been waiting a long time, and then we'll open up the phones while I'm doing the the most-asked question. That's how we're going to do so. Let's go to Ed in Dallas. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just mumbling. Ed in Dallas, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
2: Well, thank you for taking my call. Yes,
1: yeah, So You've waited enough time in the green room. It's your turn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. My daughter lives down in the hill country, and she has three raised beds where she grows vegetables, but last year it was taken over by nutgrass. How do I get rid of the nutgrass?
1: All right. Um, the The real way would be to use a product called Image or a product called Sedge Hammer. One word, Sedge Hammer. The only problem is that it takes those a while to do the job, and during that time, you're not going to want to have vegetables in there. And so, the the ideal time would be as soon as the garden is empty. Uh, put the product on they need to be used while the nutsedge is growing actively it's actually sedge not a grass that's I'm not trying to correct you I'm just uh, that's just how I refer to it and I I sound like I'm being corrective there but anyway the uh, the products need to go out between May 15 and September 15 somewhere in that time frame and it takes them a while to to do their job image requires two applications and I'm talking about the original image image has other products now under that name but the original image was for nut sedge control Uh, sedge hammer is obviously for uh, sedge control Uh, and I think it uh, uh, well you just have to I've used image always Uh, you'll need check the label on sedge hammer as to how many times you'll need to apply it but they are very effective, and, and uh, so it might be late June or early July before she would use the, the, uh, the, the product in, in her garden. Or if she has another space where she could put her garden or, or a modified garden this year, she could use uh, the, the, the products beginning uh, as early as mid-May this year and just not use it as a vegetable garden for one season. So those are her those are her goals her uh, uh, options. I have had really good luck with uh, with image and and commercial people uh, use uh, Sedgehammer uh, a lot and and they say they get good results with it.
2: Hmm. Well, um, uh, can I have a second question here?
1: <laughs> yeah. As long as you waited, absolutely.
2: <laughs> well, every uh, year I get aphids in my tree in the backyard. How do I get rid of them?
1: All right. What kind of tree is it?
2: Oak, I believe.
1: All right. And what month are you getting the aphids?
2: Oh, pretty much all summer. All right.
1: Yeah, oaks will get aphids, and they also, uh, some of the oaks like uh, burr oak and chinkapin oak will get lace bugs. And both of them will secrete the sticky honeydew that gets all yeah. over everything below. Um, You can use a systemic insecticide. The one that is uh, the most common insecticide in the world is uh, imidacloprid, I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. That's the active ingredient. It's in lots of different products. And uh, any good hardware store, any good nursery can, can show you probably three or four products that can be used as a soil drench on the soil around the tree. Give it probably, for a, a large tree, I would give it uh, three or four weeks of lead time to be taken into the roots and up into the tree. You can also spray, but that's going to involve uh, a spray rig that's going to either you have to rent or, or invest in a pretty good-sized spray rig.
2: Okay. Well, you've been very helpful, and I certainly appreciate your show and, and um, look forward to getting your book.
1: Thank you so much, Ed, and thanks for waiting. You're very patient. Have a great day. Take care.
2: Plan.
1: All right. All right. Okay. Lines are all empty now. I'm going to give you the phone number. I'm going to deal with uh, my most asked question of the week in just a moment. Uh, I will give you the phone number for um, uh, for the for the phone call to, to my program. It's 888-787-KLIF, 888 888-787- 787 5543. Mike Bance Bass is answering the phone, screening your calls, and a very amiable soul. You'll enjoy talking to Mike. 888 787 5543. Advanced Foundation Repair. Leaders in the foundation repair industry. It's been that way for a long, long time. Before Advanced Foundation Repair, it was just people coming out and fixing a foundation they said you know what we're going to guarantee our work we're going to do an estimate of what it would cost it's not really an estimate it's a bid we're going to come out and do a very thorough analysis of the foundation i'm, I'm taking you back to something they pioneered we're going to give you a, a very thorough Uh, uh, evaluation of your foundation, inspection of the foundation, show you where there are problems, quantify the problems, tell you what it would cost to fix the problems, and we'll stand by that price and we'll guarantee our work. And that's what they have done and others followed suit. But it was advanced foundation repair that pioneered all of that and backed it by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. That's impressive folks and they've been doing this, well I've been advertising for them for 25 years. They've been doing it all of that time. They are impressive and they've worked at our house. I've seen them do their work and they do it well. I saw them work at our office. I had an office in the Historic District of downtown McKinney and they've repaired that foundation as well. So I can tell you from first-hand experience and I can tell you from the experiences of many many of my listeners over those 25 years people come away from this relationship very happy and very satisfied nobody wants to have a foundation problem you don't want that but it's so good to know that there's a company with integrity out there to do the job right and to guarantee it'll be done right have them look at your foundation now don't wait for summertime they can tell uh, they, they, they tell me even better in the, in the moist times of the year than they can in the summer, whether there are foundation problems. So you don't have to wait. Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, foundationrepairs.com. The phone number, easy to remember. It's Melodic, 214-333-0003. That's Advanced Foundation Repair, foundationrepairs.com. Dot com, 214-333-0003.
3: I'm Alan from Hewlin Ace Hardware in Fort Worth. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Scott's products, come to us. We're the Helpful Hardware Folks. And now, back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Alan, very, very much. All right, let me address some of the things. This is my most asked question of the week, and it has to do with freeze damage. And I'm just going to address the things that I am being asked. Time, if you you have not been on my Facebook page, last week I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to just rip the bandage off, band-aid off all at once. Boom. And let's get it done. And I said, I'll take the next 100. This is last Sunday. I said I'm not going to be able to do this very much, but last Sunday I said I'll give you two hours. I'll take a hundred posts with photos. Please scroll to see if, <laughs> please scroll to see if anybody else has asked the same question. Nobody scrolled. I got the same question time after time, and I got it must have been more than a hundred. But I worked nine hours, as it turned out, answering questions on Facebook. I can't can't do that just all the time. Uh but here are the plants that people ask about. I'm doing this off top of my head. Everybody wanted to know about their sago palms. I don't know if they'll come back or not, but I would doubt it this far north if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They should never be planted outside. That's a Houston plant at best. Um, I was amazed when people started planting them outdoors in the north Texas area. So leave it alone. Cut all the dead leaves off if you wish, but leave the center alone, and that's where the new growth will come out. It's not a true palm. It's a cycad, and uh, but the growing tip has to be alive for it to send out new leaves. Regular palms of different kinds, can't tell you, cut all the dead leaves off, uh, make them look better, and then wait to see if the tip of the plant is still alive, up in the top of the plant. You can't tell now, you won't know until May or June. They have to have hot weather to know if they're going to come back. Most shrubs that were burned, like legustrums and Indian hawthorns and abelias and you name it, all the way down the line, most of those will come back. And so the best thing you can do is to put the pruning shears back on the shelf. Don't start pruning yet. Just let them tell you if they're going to come out or not, if they're going to die back or if they're just going to shed those leaves and put new leaves out. The exception to that would be oleanders. Probably you're going to lose them to the ground, and you'll have to cut them and let them re-sprout. They'll do that. They will re-sprout. are not going to re-sprout rosemary not going to re-sprout what else Uh, i'm worried about texas sage not one person yet oh i beg your pardon one person did ask about texas sage uh, sinisa i I worry about that that plant is hurt in this area dallas fort worth area frequently in winters and boy this one blasted it you got to remember it's native uh, west of san antonio it's a lot warmer there than it is in North Texas. That's why it's not native here. It's native plant thing. i got to have native plants. Okay, well then move where it's growing, because it's not native here. Agaves are not going to come back. They're mush. I haven't had a question on them for a while. I had a bunch last Sunday. But they. I think people have realized, oh my gosh, that thing's not coming back. It's nothing but jelly out there now. I had somebody post how to make tequila from all that all that ooze that was coming out I of oh my gosh i hope nobody takes his advice um live oaks are going to be absolutely fine they're just the leaves are flash frozen and you know live oaks have been here a while they're native to our area to just southwest of the metroplex they've been here a while like millions of years maybe not that long but hundreds of thousands tens of thousands of years they're gonna be fine They'll, they'll drop their leaves. Now, if you had a live oak that was really stressed from something else, um, then maybe it won't come back, but 99% of the live oaks will come back just fine. Um, brand new live oak, well, if you were watering it properly, it'll be fine. I can't speak to one that you weren't taking care of. Um, what else? What else do I need to think about? That addresses a lot of things. Perennials. Uh, regular perennials like iris and daylilies, yeah, they got burned, but they'll come back. Uh, our daffodils that got frozen back, they'll they'll come back. I hope they have enough leaves to to make it through. Uh, tender tropicals like Gold Star Esperanza, nah, that's probably gone. Mexican bush salvia, it's probably gone. Uh, Mexican bird of paradise, I almost guarantee it's gone. So... Those are things that we knew when we planted them probably are pretty risky. Don't know about crepe myrtles yet. Can't tell. They vary, but I would not be surprised if the same five that usually freeze have frozen. We should never. Let me rephrase. I'm a founding member of the crape Myrtle Trails of McKinney board. We've planted 40,000 crepe myrtles in our city. That board founded in 1999. I love crepe myrtles. I work with them all the time. And there are five that we just don't want to see our city plant in any number again because they freeze too often. Natchez, Muskogee, Tuscarora, and Sioux. Those first three, they're all four uh, from the USDA breeding program at the National Arboretum. And the first three of them, Natchez... Muskogee and Tuscarora are the three most commonly sold crepe myrtles, um, and they're not winter hardy in our area. They freeze to the ground frequently. The other two are not, not as common. We may have some others that will freeze, but we won't know until April. We'll talk about them later. St. Augustine, don't know don't know whether it's gonna come back or not we hope it will but the last time we went below zero it didn't come back I lost my entire Raleigh st. Augustine lawn the difference was that this year we had a snowpack and that works as our as our friend Um, also need to mention early season vegetables you may you may lose your crop of onions they may not make it and it's way too late to plant same with uh, snap peas Um, you can still plant uh, broccoli and cabbage and the other coal crops and probably still could plant potatoes but uh, the early the january vegetables i don't think you're going to do as well with anything else if it pops into my mind i'll mention it but that's that's the story point. now pre-emergent uh, application i'll do this quickly I think the dates are pretty much going to stay on track maybe uh, maybe a week later because of the cold soil left over from last week and because it's not warming up much right now. It's still pretty chilly. So that would put us on pre-emergence in the Dallas-Fort Worth area being applied uh, between the uh, maybe about the 10th of March. And uh, if you go north to the Red River maybe the 15th of March if you're in Waco. Maybe the 5th of March. So there you are. And that would be uh, Bayland or Dimension or uh, uh, Weed-X with Halts. That would be one of those three applied for crabgrass and grass burrs at the times I just gave you. And then repeat that application 90 days later. That would be the same time in June. So all of that is going to be in everything I do for a while. So, I'm not going to repeat it now. Um, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book. It is uh, 344 pages, 840 of my best photos. Chapter 2 is the calendar of when to do everything, including all that on pre emergence. And it's all there waiting for you. Uh, Chapter 1 on page 5 has the uh, USDA hardiness zone maps of 1990 and 2012. Please if you have the book use that 1990 map it's a lot more accurate as we found out last week and as we found out actually another time about three years ago three or four years ago it's a lot more accurate than the 2012 map is Uh, chapters 3 through 11 cover trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables this is the best work that I have done in my entire career we're finishing up the fourth printing it's taken less than a year to exhaust that supply that will take us to sixty thousand books sold the fifth printing will come after that it will be a at a price increase Paper costs have gone up. Bindery costs have gone up. Uh, The book is currently $34.95 plus tax and postage. It is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. You can get it from my website or you can call my office during the week. So here here are your ways you can get it. I'll give them to you again in just a moment. I sign every copy as it sells. Uh, it is not in stores and not on Amazon. I think I told you that. If not, I just did. Not in stores, not on Amazon. You have to buy it from my website or by going to the phone and calling my office Monday through Friday. Thirty-four ninety-five plus tax and postage. I sign it as it sells. Satisfaction guaranteed. Covered all of that. Website is neilsperry.com. N e i l s p e r r y dot com. Phone number eight 800- hundred. 752 GROW. 800 The better way, though, nealsperry.com.
0: supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams.
1: Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Thank you, sir. Right now you'll find geraniums in cheerful and sunny colors at your local Callaway's Nursery. Geraniums bloom in many shades, including all-time favorites like red and pink. Red geraniums? That's just... All American. That's all there is to it. You'll also love them in dazzling rose and bright violet. If you haven't ever had a violet geranium, they are just vivid and they're beautiful, and they're at Callaway's. Callaway's provides you with unmatched quality. These much loved spring bloomers in big six inch pots at all of their 19 Dallas-Fort Worth Callaway's nursery locations at just $7.99. A lot of bright color right now when we need color. Oh my goodness, Calloway's is there to help us. For a splash of instant color, add geraniums to containers at your front door or patio. It'll brighten your outlook on life. Delightfully low maintenance, geraniums are easy to care for. They have long lasting blooms, making them ideal for everyone. You can even bring them inside to use as cut flowers. A few geranium stems in a simple vase. It'll brighten your spirits! With geraniums from Callaway's, you can plant with confidence because of their one hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. Questions? Talk to one of their many Texas Certified Nursery Professionals. Tap into their knowledge. These are men and women who've studied long and hard hours. They passed tough exams to get that designation. Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at Callaway's. Callaway's continues to offer convenient ways for you to get everything you need for your landscape. Visit one of their open-air stores, order online, or use their convenient curbside pickup Simply by calling your local store to place your order over the phone. Go to callaways.com to find a location near you. They're open seven days a week from 9 to 6 for your convenience. Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. Mm-hmm.
4: Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Valspar paint products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware
1: folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, JJ, my friend. Let's go back to the phone lines to Glenn in Dallas. Glenn, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. I just came home with a, a Myers lemon tree. Little 36 inch guys in a 3.5 gallon bucket. Um, base is probably about as big as your middle finger. I just wanted to know how to proceed. Is this thing going to go in the ground? Do I need mm-hmm. to keep it in a, a, put it in a pot? Yeah. How least, large? Well,
1: um, the ones that I had posted last Sunday asking, you know, will it come back uh, from Houston and San Antonio were ten or twelve feet tall they are eight or ten feet tall they get fairly large our son has one on his patio in in uh uh, sherman oaks california that has a trunk that's four or five inches in diameter i haven't been there i I can't speak specifically maybe three or four inches in diameter he had several several dozen fifty maybe uh lemons on it they're big lemons uh, so it's it's a good sized plant. It'll take a big pot but you don't go there immediately so you get a chance to bail out at some point if you just decide I can't move this thing anymore. Uh, but uh, I would take it from a what would you say five gallon container?
4: Get it a 3.5
1: All right then I would put they're honest in their in their sizing. most nurseries would call that a five. I would uh, take it up to a, a 10 gallon or so and uh, then in a couple of years you'll have to go up again. But I, I definitely leave it in the pot because they did not make it this year, and they normally won't outdoors here. So leave it out on the patio all summer and then just bring it in? Right. Or, yeah, you can put it on a plant dolly, and you won't have to bring it in much of the time in the winter. But if it goes, if it goes below freezing, I would have it in the garage. And if it goes very far below freezing – uh, I'd have a heat source in the garage you know it causes you to shudder when you <laughs> when you recommend a heat source because you realize heat sources can be rather transitory but uh, normally what we can do is just put it in the in the garage and put an electric heater in there or something if it's if it's going to be in the teens you don't want to have a, a lemon in the in the high 20s for more than uh, a couple of hours What about direct sunlight? Direct sunlight is great. Uh, Maybe a little shade in the afternoon in July and June, July, August, but uh, and, and for three hours. But otherwise, direct sunlight's fine. Okay, thank you so much. You bet. Have fun with it. They're they're uh, very dependable, very uh, pretty plants. All right, let's see where I am. I need to take uh, my little tiny garden tip, and then Todd and Colleyville with a grass burr question. Baylor Scott and White Hospital and Baylor Scott and White Health Care. These are wonderful people. They have done so much for our family many times over, even in the last couple of months. And we are immensely grateful. We are Baylor people. Baylor Scott and White Health. i, I got to put all of that in there. But you know what I'm talking about. Nobody ever said you need to be sick to get better. That's why Baylor Scott & White Health has innovated how people get well and how they stay well. It's where prevention might just be the prescription. Teaching is on the treatment plan, and everybody is always on the same team. It's your team. At Baylor, Scott & White, they believe being better is a way of life. And that begins with their commitment to put patients and members at the core of everything they do. Patients are why the professionals at Baylor, Scott & White work tirelessly to make health care work better, ensuring we all can access the care we need when we need it. Your friends at Baylor, Scott & White say better is who we are. It's who we've always been. It's who we always will be. It's what drives us to look beyond the hospital walls and push beyond the status quo, never settling for anything less. And it's how we create health care experiences that inspire a life well lived because that's what being better is all about. It's Baylor, Scott & White Health, changing health care for the better. You can learn more at GetBetterTexas.com. My wife serves proudly on the Baylor Scott & White board at uh, Baylor Scott & White McKinney. Baylor Scott & White Health. You can learn more at GetBetterTexas.com.
4: This is Dana Lash. Boy, he didn't he work real hard, Ted Cruz? I'll be damned. That man put that Texas mask on his face. He went out there to hand out water until his arms fell off. <laughs> so they're going to... Be- they're going to make him pay for this forever, aren't they? He's going to hes gonna be 80 years old. <laughs> They're still going to be running with us. I say this is somebody who had to get water from a different source and dump it into her toilet to flush it, so don't give me no hate, okay? I, we were like steps away from digging a cat hole, so stop. Listen to The Dana Show weekdays, noon to 2, right here on Real News and Information 570 KLIF.
1: Neil Sperry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. I encourage you to take a look at it and see if you don't want to sign up for it. In fact, I hope you look at the one that we published just two nights ago. Comes out Thursday evenings at six. It is free and always will be. Can't beat that. And You uh, will never get spammed. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody. You don't have to worry about that. We have just Zoomed past 70,000 subscribers. We've gained about 3,000 subscribers in the last couple of weeks. And we'd like to have you there as well. So that's Neil Sperry's eGardens. The way you can look at it and the place that you sign up for it is at neilsperry.com. Click on the eGardens tab. That's N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on the eGardens tab and you'll see the sign-up page. Scroll down just beneath that and you will see the, oh, let me do the math, February 25 issue. Click on that, and it will unfold before your eyes. You'll see everything I just described about all the different plants and how to deal with their cold damage. You will see everything I gave you on pre-emergent weed control. You will see a lot of other things, plus a story from Stephen Chambly. All of that in Neil Sperry's Gardens. I left the current issue up so you can see it and decide, indeed, that that's what you want. Sign up for it so you'll never miss another copy. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Sign up, subscribe. It's free and always will be at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. It's a tough lesson for first-time gardeners, but you have to thin your plants. Most early gardeners, young gardeners, plant things too closely together, and then you're reluctant to thin the plantings out. I've been there, I know. The result is a forest of flower and vegetable seedlings crowding into one another's lives and ruining things for everybody. Adequate spacing is essential, and thinning is a must. Teach your young gardener how plants are properly watered and fertilized. Most youngsters, like most oldsters, want to water too often. It's much better to water deeply to encourage deeper roots and then to let the soil dry to the touch before you water again. Teach your young charge the importance of regular feedings in keeping the plants vigorous, And here in the black clay soils that most of us have in North Texas, we need to be using all nitrogen fertilizers. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at (laughs) neilsperry.com. All right, thank you very, very much. And uh, let me uh, tell you right now about Ace Hardware, the sponsors of both hours of this program uh, today and every day this entire year, Ace Hardware. The Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. The folks who greet you at the door. Unlike some of the big national chain stores where you walk in and you feel like, "Hello, hello." Not at Ace Hardware. That's what they say. They say, "Hello, thanks for coming in," and they are cheerful and they do greet you and then when you say i need to talk somebody about a pre-emergent weed control and they will say come right here and uh, they will show you exactly what they have and what they have is one of the best it is uh, scott's Weedex prevent with halts And uh, that's at the North Texas Ace Retailers. A single application of Scott's Weedex Prevent with halts in early spring and then a reinforcement application in early summer, early June. Uh, We'll take care of crabgrass and other summer weeds, warm season weeds. It's as easy as that. So get at uh, get to, you get yourself to your local Ace Hardware store and then look for uh, Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts and you'll be all set. First application go down between the 10th, and 15th, somewhere like that of March, so a couple of weeks from now, and the second application would be 90 days later, uh, the same time period in June, and. Uh, It'll tell you on the label, but this can be used on any type of lawn grass. Water it in after you apply it. Just water lightly, and you'll be all set. Again, Aces the Place with Scott's Weedex Prevent with Halts, and Aces the Place with the helpful hardware folks.
2: Project Shine makes it easy for good people to connect with great causes through volunteer match. You can bring fresh light to a dark and troubled world. Your light shine down. Oh, open your eyes never let your light shine down. and open your heart now. Project Shine and volunteer Maps. Go to klif.com to connect with Project Shine.
1: My website is neilsperry.com. I normally don't care how you spell my name, but in this case, you need to do it right. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot .com and uh, at my website you will see my latest book Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening that's the only place that you can buy it well, I guess you could call my office but if you order it at the website I'll get the uh, I'll get the order quickly and I'll get it signed and mailed on Monday that's at com that's also where you sign up for e gardens my luck my electronic newsletter, I mentioned, and it's also where you can see my 1001 frequently asked questions. All of that and a whole lot more at neilsperry.com. N E I L S P E R R Y.com. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm Michael Stone from Stone's Ace Hardware at Casa View in East Dallas. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community. And Jen and I are always there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. And now back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Michael, very much. And we go—we got Michaels everywhere around here. With Mike Bass running my boards for me. I just can't turn anywhere and not have a, have a mic here, mic there, talking into a mic. Let's go to Todd in Colleyville. Todd, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
4: Hello, Neil. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Thanks uh, for waiting. Sure. I had a question about uh, grass birds and sand and Maybe you already answered it with uh, the, some of your earlier comments uh, on using Scott's Weedex x or uh, other pre emergents like that. Yes, sir. Uh, how about corn gluten? Is that something that
1: works as well? Uh, it works, but not as well, and not for very long, and it's very expensive. It's not a product I will accept as an advertiser, and it's not a product okay. that I'm willing to recommend. Um, you. If, you, uh, if you want to see um, a university report on it, uh, look up Dr. Linda Chalker-Scott, C-H-A-L-K-E-R-Scott, at Washington State University, and, and see what she has to say. You'll have a hard time finding any university other than Iowa State where the patent is held for it uh, that endorses it and supports it. It, it just is not uh, effective. The, the problem is they say, well, it does appear to have pre-emergent uh, uh, capacity, but it doesn't work very long, and it's very temperature-dependent uh, uh, and very moisture-dependent, and... Uh, very expensive for what you get. So,
4: okay, that's helpful. I appreciate
1: it. All right. Well, and, I appreciate uh, you.
4: I enjoy your book as well. Thank you. Thank very
1: much. you so much. Have a great day. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Brian in Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go to Brian in Dallas. Brian, this is Neil. Good Thanks.
4: afternoon. Thanks, Neil. Uh, this is Brian. Anyway, you know I'm Brian. But anyway, my problem. He might I heard have that. It to I you. heard that rumor, Brian. <laughs> hey. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. Anyway, I'm uh, about it's probably two weeks or so before the freeze, I was starting to have little spots of weeds in my yard, and of course, uh, you know, you look at a lot of people to kind of show you how to use things, but I was aware of the of the different kinds. So the first one, in we be gone, was kind of a didn't have 240D, but had other products that's supposed to work on most, so. You know, I had a water applicator, and I sprayed it out of my garden hose all over my yard, you know, and I watched it, and I didn't have very much effect, and they told me to wait like 10 days, so in 10 days, I had the next one up was uh, some that had a little bit of 240, so I did basically the same thing. You know, it was warm days, seemed like not way high, but in at least about 60 or so degrees, so I sprayed it all down, too, and I, I didn't see, but... I got some wild onions that come up every year that I deal with and it seemed like it affected them a little but the other green spots around the yard and some of the you know other things it's kind of like you get a little green patch of long you know long grass that comes up around the yard. so mm-hmm. anyway, I was wondering if it has maybe the temperature was too cool because that didn't have an effect on either one of those. It had a low percentage of 24d. So now i got some I'm going to step up to about a 7%, which is a little stronger, and I was going to mix it myself. You know, put about, a, it said, one ounce per gallon in uh, St. Augustine. So I was just asking to maybe, I mean, you can't tell what the problem I just know that it didn't work, and I know that I sprayed it pretty good. You know, I tried to cover everything real well. So. answer
1: to your next is, question is no. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what, what the ask. question is, but I kind of think I do, and I'll okay, bet.
4: Sure, go ahead. Sure. Yeah,
1: my, my my side bet over here is that I'll bet my answer is going to be no. Now you go ahead and ask.
4: <laughs> well, no, I was just wondering, you know, if there was a problem, you know, since it didn't work very good in those periods of time, that maybe it was uh, wasn't strong enough. So uh, I was going to step up. You I'm not sure if used. my
1: answer applies because I think you asked the question in a way that my answer is now backwards. But anyway, <laughs> let me let me explain <laughs> something. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, number sure. one, uh, broadleaf weed killer. I've always I've always used the phrase in parentheses containing 2,4-D to help people find broadleaf weed killers to differentiate them from others. Maybe maybe there are broadleaf weed killers that don't contain 2,4-D. And if that's the case, then it may be new new products for this year, or maybe I'm just asleep at the, at the switch. But, oh, no, okay. But in the past, all of them have had 2,4-D. Now, they may have had it mixed in with other uh, active ingredients, and I acknowledge that. Uh, there are a couple of other active ingredients that get combined, and, and those products are called Trimec when they get uh, added together, the other two active ingredients. Trimec is... Um, Is more effective than 2,4-D by itself but those other two ingredients are active in the soil and and so the the labels will tell you do not use on uh, uh, on the root system do not use beneath trees because it can go into the root system of, of trees and be taken into the trees and and therefore I'm a little reluctant to recommend going against the label and so I always tell people I am more comfortable using just 2,4-D if trees are involved, Um, because that way it it does not go into the soil and can't be taken up to kill trees or damage trees. All right, so that's one fact that I want to set aside. Another fact that I will set aside is I grew up uh, the son of a a range management specialist at texas a&m and my dad's job in that capacity was testing herbicides that's what he did that's he was with the texas agricultural experiment station and he tested herbicides he was helping companies achieve their labels with the federal government and so he would test them at all different levels of strengths and usually when you uh increased the the you you went to what the company said i think this is the strength we need and if you applied it at time and a half that strength it would flash burn a a weed but it wouldn't kill it the weed would bounce back whereas if you put it on at the recommended rate it would kill the weed and so uh, increasing the rate was not necessarily a good plan that was something I just observed as a child, a, a 14-year-old or 12-year-old child, working alongside my dad and loving every minute of my dad. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, so anyway, no, you use it at the rate they recommend. Now, some of these 2,4-D products are now uh uh, blended in a way that they can be used at cooler temperatures, not like we had last week. Heaven knows, but, oh, yeah. but sure. certainly in the in the 40s and 50s, whereas it used to say they had to be used above 65 degrees. I don't, I don't, I haven't done an ad for a product that said 65 for a long time. So that's everything I know to tell you. But I would go ahead and use it again. You mentioned something about not killing a, a grassy weed. Uh, they're not intended to kill grasses. There's no cambium layer in grass, and that's what they're going after. Uh, so that's not going to work on grasses. There's no there's no product that will kill grasses. I'm trying to think of everything you covered. Uh, wild onions are difficult to control. Uh, when I'm using a a broadleaf weed killer to kill wild onions, I will put one. Drop of liquid dishwashing detergent into my spray tank per gallon of uh, mixed spray uh, before I spray the the wild onions, so that it'll hold the spray on the leaves. And I use a tank sprayer, a pump sprayer, rather than a hose-in sprayer. It does a much more precise job and you get much better control, much better, uh, you're, you have more finesse when you use that. So all of these react to things that you said about how you applied it and when you applied it and what you applied. So I think somewhere in there is going to be some
4: helpful answers for you. Okay, very good. All right. So, yeah. So, okay. so it would be better right now to wait till it's kind of get a warm day? You need, you need a
1: warm day, and you need some active growth. This stuff hasn't had a chance to come back and grow much. You need a week of, of warm weather and active growth, and then don't mow for a few days before you put the weed killer out, and then that would be the time to treat.
4: So the deals with kind of like the leafy dills around patches in the middle of the yard, then the 2-4-D is not going to take care of it. I need to step up a little. bit.
1: If it's a grass, it won't help it at all. There's nothing that will help that.
4: Okay. You have, to uh, very pre,
1: good. you have to use a pre-emergent. If it's an annual grass, you have to use it back in uh, the last week of August or the first week of September. So, yeah, okay. hey, I got to run. I appreciate your call very sure, much. Right? Sure, no Thank problem. you. Thank you very uh-huh. much. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. All of that is covered in my book and explained better than I just did by far. I mean, I explained it in the book, but I did a better job of it there because I typed it. I looked at it. I proofread it. Carolyn... <laughs> My editor, who is quite critical when she when she edits, sweet lady. Neil, they're not going to understand this. How many times did she write that on things that I had written? So I'd rewrite it. I think you'll find this book to be ultimately helpful. Chapter 1, Basics of Gardening in Texas with that USDA Hardening Zone map from 1990. Yes, you're welcome. I put that in because it's more accurate than the 2012 map. I also put that one in use the 1991 chapter two is the calendar of when to plant prune fertilize and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden four pages per month of what you need to do in that month chapter three is a really detailed chapter on shade trees trees for texas chapter four shrubs and then vines, and then ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's 11 chapters that cover everything about outdoor gardening and landscaping and lawns for Texas, every county of Texas. 344 pages, 840 of my photographs, and that calendar, that 48-page really, really useful calendar. It's only $34.95 plus tax and postage. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny. We're in the last days of the fourth printing of the book. When we go to the fifth printing, it will cost more. I signed the contract on the printing yesterday, and I know it's going to have to cost more. So you might want to go ahead and get the, uh, the, the book right away. And uh, I'll sign your copy as it sells and get it right to you. We'll mail on Monday. Neil Sprays Lone Star Gardening. It may take me Tuesday because there are a lot of orders coming in right now, but I'll, I'll sign right away. Neil Sprays Lone Star Gardening. Two ways you can order it and only two ways. Satisfaction guaranteed. You can call my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769 or... You can order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Repairs.com. All right, I'm still talking, and the ad was over, so pardon me if you heard half of that conversation. Mueller. Mueller means more. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing, but that name Mueller means so much more. It means you're going to have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in house engineers, to help you design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for more than, well, almost 90 years now, standing behind your warranty. And it means you'll get tons of added value like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge designing and manufacturing new products. Products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553 or stop by one of their 33 locations. MuellerInc.com, Mueller means more.
2: I'm Zach from Jabo's Ace Hardware and the Cove Gifts in Keller, Coppell, and Fort Worth. Each Ace Hardware store is independently owned by someone who cares about
0: your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Zach, very, very much, and welcome here, folks. Thank you for tuning in on this kind of cloudy gray Saturday afternoon. At least it's not uh, 10 degrees. That's kind of nice. And normally I would have just run a recorded ad of Pastor Tommy Brummett welcoming you to join us at the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, but we're going to do that in person right now. Pastor Tommy Brummett, I welcome you. How are you? Fine. Neil, are you well today? I'm well. You You can come near me we are having brian's family in our house this afternoon tommy because we've had our shots we will not have Uh, distemper (laughs) oh that's fantastic we're having a birthday party for ella and for audrey and uh, this is first time in our house in a year bless them and wish them a happy birthday for me and what a what a great day for your family it is and i will do exactly that we often talk about birds here tommy but before we do that we also always if i remember to do this right talk about our church service tomorrow uh it's getting close now to a time when you'll say neil we're going to do things differently any idea when that'll be
3: so it'll be coming soon my my pastors and staff. We met last week for an initial meeting. Uh, we're going to have a follow-up meeting Tuesday. We're scheduling, um, you know, the, the, the numbers are coming down. They're still too high, but we still need to hold on and be patient.
1: Uh, but we're,
3: we're looking at, uh, you know, in some weeks,
1: Maybe you're you're afraid uh, to say anything, especially during Lent and with Easter coming I am. up. You're, I yeah, am with Easter coming up. But we've got plans for outside services, and we are making plans
3: for indoor uh, services following, of course, the protocol. But uh, yes. we think it's it's time to get uh, moving in a new way. So we're excited about
1: that. You know what, Tommy? Thank you for holding the line on that. Uh, it's from from our family thank you for holding that line let's talk birds uh uh, by the way that means that we will be virtual tomorrow uh we'll be watching on our ipad or at sharingtheheart.org um or on what facebook live is that correct facebook live that's right at at 1005 the traditional service from the sanctuary i'll do that Uh, pastor
3: abe will be the 1110 our contemporary service and our melissa team pastor stacy at 1030 they put the cross up on the steeple this week.
1: We were there oh. filming that. Posted that on Facebook. She just had tears in her eyes. Neil. Just beautiful. put a chill up my spine, Tommy. Oh, yeah, that is yeah, so great. Yeah. yeah. You know what I saw at noon while we were, and that's sharingtheheart.org, and Tommy will be at 10.05 tomorrow, and we'll, we'll, thank you. Uh, uh, we were having lunch today, Tommy, and I looked out at my bird feeders, and there were two, um, uh, goldfinches american goldfinches and they were as yellow as yellow could be yellowest i've ever seen probably means they're about to migrate i hate that but uh, boy they're beautiful little birds
3: that is is true it's getting about time for them to move remember when they first got here they were all buff yes and uh, not muscular but of the color <laughs> and they were uh, uh, and they we've watched them change and now they're yellow and that means they're getting ready to head north because migration is uh is is about to begin the beginning of march through may in texas is migration season
1: i guess they uh, sensed that the seasons were changing last week getting warmer down here we better move <laughs> 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 i don't know what triggered them to t- change colors but anyway
2: <laughs> well
1: well i don't know if you had another bird you want to talk about but i've yacked our way up to just a minute left in the program what uh what, what what birds are we going to see leaving the area first? Will they be the first, or will some of the others yeah, leave first? Yeah, they'll, they'll start going,
3: and, uh, you know, what you do right now, right now is the time to be attentive, clean your bird feeders, get some good water uh, sources in your backyard, because lots of birds are going to be coming north, and birds that are here are going to be getting ready to head north. We are in the central flyway of the United States, and you've got a chance to see birds
1: in your backyard, that you maybe never have seen before. Well, we have seen more this year than I've ever seen, and the Blue Jays, the seven Blue Jays, have now eaten me out of any retirement plan. <laughs> uh, we're, we're in a, I, think, I think we've them. gone through 40 pounds of, of <laughs> peanuts now, 40 pounds oh, no. of them. It's incredible. They are a circus to watch. Tommy, thank you, my friend, my dear, dear friend. We'll, uh, we'll talk tomorrow on WBAP, and I'll see you at church tomorrow. God bless you, Neil. Bye Thank now. you. Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharing theheart.org. Happy gardening.